Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blessed, strong, healthy day, as always, today. I've got a lot of news stories I'm going to cover and some advice and some stuff that I'm going to give you guys on a lot of different topics that are going on right now. First, I wanted to give you guys an update on the product of the week. I had a few people contact me. We did have a little bit of a technical glitch yesterday on the updating of the product of the week, which is now the EyeSight formula. That is now being fixed as we speak. It was supposed to be working last night. I was working on some stuff on it, and it did not get updated properly like it was supposed to. And so it will be up here shortly. So I apologize for any delay on that product of the week, EyeSight formula. I know it's a really popular product. It should be up literally as we speak right now. It should be getting fixed. I already had a discussion with my IT guy early this morning on it. So be sure to check that out on the website and also to the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now for 15% off. This is an incredibly good bath product and a regular staple product. I was talking to a customer yesterday and they were asking me, they said, you know, if something like this ecological disaster happens in Florida, something occurred, they said, what is your main staple? He goes, there's just some main thing you can grab out of the office. And I said, what's well, a very, very valid question. I said, granted, there's a lot of stuff that I would probably try to grab. I said, but quite frankly, I said, my first go-to would be a case of the ultimate multiple powder. And then I would be grabbing some of the organic food buckets and meat buckets flat out. If, if it was grab and go Right now, something's happened. You got to get out. You can't spend more than two or three minutes getting out of the office. I said I would grab the ultimate multiple powder, and then I would grab food buckets. I said everything else is incredibly effective. I said, but the multiple at least covers your base. I would definitely like to be able to try to grab some omega-3 fats. Those would be really important to add on there and some vitamin C for the immune system. But if it was grab a case of something and a handful of something else and you got to go, it would be the food buckets and the ultimate multiple because that right there will sustain significant amount of energy good caloric intake, and also provide you at least with a basis on the ultimate multiple platform to keep your cells fed. That's just my personal opinion. But he asked me that because, you know, I brought up the topic yesterday that Central Florida has a railroad track that goes right through it. And I don't know what they carry on it all the time, but quite frankly, there's obviously some stuff that gets carried on railroads in a very dangerous fashion sometimes that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I had a customer, a listener also as well, sent me an email yesterday. His name was Kurt, and he said he grew up in Madison, Illinois, where the trains came from, and he said they used to play around by the train cars all the time. And he said what's interesting about this, he said this seems to be like a very controlled event, the way the situation happened. And, you know, back from what we I brought up yesterday with that white noise film that got released on Netflix in December very eerily, he said, and then the fact that, he goes, if you're hauling extreme amounts of toxic material why would you be going that fast on the tracks and why are the cars not fortified to handle that level of toxicity he goes the trucks on the highway have to be strong enough to handle an accident on the highway in most cases you got a big tanker they're supposed to be able to handle it obviously things can happen things can occur and he also brought the fact of whether or not the engineers on the train had the shot and the one part that i have gotten multiple people bringing up to me now as I brought up yesterday on the video footage of the train being shown in Salem 20 miles before the crash site, throwing enormous amount of sparks and catching on fire. Now, I'm not a 
engineer and I've had some inputs from, from people that are, but I can tell you right now, if you're having a malfunction on a train, it does not take a train 20 miles to stop ever under any circumstances. Now, some heavy trains, they're going to take numerous miles to try to stop if they're really, really heavy and loaded down. And this train had a lot of cars on it. But 20 miles, this thing sparking and fl throwing flames for 20 miles before it finally breaks off, that would be the equivalent of it sparking off in Lakeland, Florida, and not being able to stop until it got to Winter Haven on the other side of Auburndale. It doesn't make any sense. It suddenly, it, if, if it was trying to slow down from a 20-mile point and it still couldn't make it, why, when it derailed, did suddenly all the tankers burst open at such a slow speed? The video I saw yesterday of the town hall footage where a lot of the residents are incredibly mad for good reason and bringing up numerous questionable topics. And one of the uh, individuals that lives in the town said, why is it that you have a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit zone in most of the industrial part of our area where the trains come through, but yet the trains are running much, much faster than that? Could you please elaborate? And they couldn't. Ironically enough as well, what was interesting about this is that the company you know, that is running the entire aspect of the, um, the train system, Norfolk, that I brought up yesterday, uh, they were supposed to be there for a Q&A. And, of course, they pulled out at the last second because they were concerned for the well-being of their staff due to threats that are being made. And I just kind of laughed and I thought to myself, yo, okay. Yeah, they don't want to have anybody leaking a question out or asking the wrong question, and all of a sudden one of their operators from Norfolk goes, oh, well, uh, yeah, we knew this was happening. They're completely, in my, in my opinion, they're complicit in this. The fact that they intentionally punctured these, can't, these tankers that they're saying now, released them out into a giant ditch to then catch them on fire because they were afraid they were going to explode – how fast were they running when they derailed if they were throwing sparks and flames from Salem 20 miles away? How could they possibly be going much faster than 5, 10 miles an hour if they were trying to break for the last 20 miles? If they didn't, why weren't the engineers notified that they were having a malfunction? Was the equipment that antiquated? Were the engineers that dumb? Or were they told that they were supposed to continue to push through? I don't know. These are questions that really need to get brought up because this is, again – one of the largest ecological disasters we've ever seen, and crazy enough as it is, one thing that's ironic about this, I looked this up earlier now, there have been numerous, over a dozen trains have derailed in the United States just in the last month and a half in the United States. Now, some of them, most of them have been very minor. One of them in Michigan came off the tracks and was added, you know, able to put back on, but there's been multiple ones now that have had problems, including down in Texas, where was including hazardous materials. They hit a truck and wrecked and came off the tracks, but yet suddenly no hazardous waste was even spilled out of any of the tanks, and they were able to salvage it. And one thing that I want to pretty much convey to everybody right now is there is something very, very strange going on. You saw in South Tucson earlier this week this nitric acid spill, and they were telling crews to shelter in place. Now, and right down the road from me in Kissimmee, off Poinciana Boulevard, I know exactly where this is. There's a massive plant nursery over a five-acre plant nursery that has been fully ablaze since 2 a.m. this morning. The firefighters can't figure out how the plant nursery caught on fire, and it's the name of the company is Nursery Supplies, Inc., and they've been spraying it down, and I think they've got it under control now. This is in Kissimmee, Poinciana Boulevard. This is like 20, 25 miles from me. Now, what's interesting about this, I looked up 
nursery supplies online, and they are a massive, like, national distributor for plastic pots, and they do massive amounts of um, hydroponics. They do all types of different things as far as with traditional products with blow mold, uh, plastic pots, injected mold pots, pressure form pots, vacuum form pots, huge aquaponic systems, and they're distributors to the entire country, especially the Northeast. And they also have huge contracts with landscape and grow houses and everything else down here in Central Florida. Now, it's interesting about this now. These pots, all these plastic pots have now been on fire since 2 a.m. So you've got multiple trains derailed, one of them with a massive spill. We've got a five-acre industrial fire in Florida now burning massive amounts of plastic. Numerous ecological disasters in less than two weeks. And the ramifications are going to impact the food, water, and health for decades to come on this. This is going to be like the DuPont issue, but way worse. We're under attack. I'm giving you guys a heads up on that right now. This, What is going on? is they're trying to continually overload the entire system and make it so toxic, make the food supply so hard to acquire. And the only thing that everybody can do is stay prepared. You're not going to stop a lot of this stuff from happening. They've already put it in motion clearly. And I think a lot of this stuff is actively happening because they want it to happen, like this thing up in Ohio. The more I dig into it, the more I find out, the more irritating it is to me. But then you you look and you realize it's really important that people have a way to filter water. I've said that to numerous people. It's also really important that people have a way to have food backups that's pure and clean. Here's the problem. If you have an organic farm right now and you've got food that you're growing and you're up in Ohio, your food's completely contaminated. That's why it's really important to have backup food supplies that you can grab and go in an emergency and have the ability to have clean water and whatever you need to do to take care of yourself with provisions, medical supplies, and so forth, because this is definitely becoming a very, very strange time. And this whole thing in Kissimmee right now, 2 a.m., some random fire starts at this gigantic nursery. They've been trying to battle this thing now all night. Again, very, very oddly timing. And the fact that nobody's bringing up the dioxin problem that's going to occur with what happened in Ohio. And I saw an article on this earlier and it was talking about how dioxin is unbelievably toxic byproduct of burning this vinyl chloride. And the fact that it's way worse than they're even trying to portray it. And the dioxins are a hormonal toxin. They're hormonally toxic. They're extremely persistent and they build up in the food chain. They don't really go away generally in lipids or fat. They're bioactive all this nonsense you're hearing about, oh, well, it's safe again, all oh, it's okay in Ohio, we've tested this, and it's fine. It's a complete and total lie. Dioxins are connected to every single toxic issue that has essentially ever lived, from DDT to PCBs to Roundup to the POFAs. They are, it's all related, dioxins are. And they're an order, they continue to build on themselves, and they don't really degrade. The dioxins with one molecule of oxygen instead of two, they're never made intentionally. They're toxins that are byproducts of chemical processing. So this, again, is something else that not is being brought up whatsoever. And what's very important that people realize right now is that you've got to keep your head on a swivel. You've got to be alert. You've got to keep your mind and your hearts good. And on top of that as well, you've got to have peace. 
You've got to have that peace that you know through Christ because what they're going to intentionally do, and I'm telling you guys this right now, and I'm going to hand it over to Dad and let him add on this. When you understand psychological warfare, what is being done right now and what they're going to continue to do is they're going to try to overwhelm the psyche in the general United States. The perfect example of this in short term and of recent activity is what happened with COVID. They intentionally overwhelmed the American populace with so much negative news and so much fear porn. The majority of people were willing to accept anything, including an experimental RNA shot, including wearing a mask all the time, even out in the sunshine where they walked around by themselves in parks. We saw it happen. We saw people get fined. We saw people comply. We saw people do some of the most moronic things when they would go out in public. That was all based on fear. We now know there was no legitimate rationale whatsoever for all of those restrictions, all of that nonsense, including that I've used the example of numerous times, the paddleboarder in California, out in the ocean, by himself, minding his own business, getting fresh air and D3 through sunshine, is arrested by local law enforcement in a boat because he is paddleboarding by himself and was told, you're not allowed to use the public beach water. Because the, the, the COVID is going down the drains and it's going in the ocean and COVID's being blown back into the ocean and blown back into the, the uh, beach and you're going to catch COVID and spread it. That was probably by far one of the most moronic, idiotic comments I have ever heard scientists bring up in my entire life. Yet it was constant barrage, constant bombardment of lies over and over and over and over and over again. We now have the Romanian member of parliament put out an extraordinary accusation against the West, if you guys saw this earlier this week, claiming that the United States deliberately triggered the massive earthquake in Turkey. We talked about in Turkey, and Dad brought it up about a lot of opinions were thinking it was weather warfare being used as a warning to Turkey not to stray away. Senator Diane Sosaka of the, OS, of the SOS Romanian political party delivered an impassioned remarks earlier claiming that same interest behind the experimental COVID shots in the Ukraine war were responsible for the devastating earthquake in Turkey. said for three years we've been experiencing a real campaign of mass killing worldwide, either through alleged pandemics and imminent need to inject untested vaccines that kill people. This is what she said. This Romanian political party senator, <laughs> she flat out to say – that the Turkey earthquake was a warning to go with the flow to follow the deep state in the West, and that essentially this geological weapon caused a 7.8 magnitude earthquake in Turkey and in Syria to kill over 40,000 people. Went on to say, through the wars that reduced the world's population, rearranged international policies, rearranged power poles, and altered borders, we have lived to witness the production of earthquakes on command, which is an attack on Turkey by the greatest of the world who totally dislike being set up by the president of Turkey. But no one thought that people would have to die, so many people in such a terrible way, and it's a warning because it wasn't the most populated area in Turkey. She's flat out saying and accusing the United States of doing this as a straight-up move because Turkey said that they were not going to continue to support a lot of the stuff that was going on with Ukraine, if you guys remember that. The same thing now has been brought up about what's going on in Hungary, that Hungary is going to be the next target because the New World Order does not want anyone that goes against them. So that being said, as I said earlier, a lot of these events 
they're not going to stop. You know, we're not going to stop them physically because a lot of them we don't know when they're going to happen. Because when you have this level of predetermined mayhem that is being set up and planned by individuals that own the entire market with BlackRock and Vanguard, they've got stuff set up they're going to do. So be at peace knowing that you're well prepared and you have Christ in your heart and also understand that there's going to be a lot – a lot of misinformation and psychological warfare that is about to start occurring on a regular basis all over the place. That is the whole point of why they started to allegedly disclose UFOs now suddenly, suddenly when all this stuff is going on, keep people staring at the giant balloon. I mean, yesterday we had a Black Hawk helicopter from the Tennessee National Guard suddenly go down and land in Alabama. They said both, uh, both people on the a helicopter died. They can't even identify them who they are yet, I guess, other than who they were they were flying. They knew they were in the helicopter. The doorbell shows that there's clouds. All of a sudden, this black hawk just drops straight out of the sky, starts spiraling down and lands. My condolences to the family and to the National Guard members that were there. I mean, that's a horrible accident. What in the world caused that? I know Blackhawks can be finicky sometimes. You just suddenly have a Blackhawk that gets hit by something, then it suddenly spirals out of control. I don't know. I know there's some weird stuff happening right now that nobody wants to talk about. These railways, these weird spills, these ecological disasters in the last two weeks, there is something extremely sinister about them. And it is very, very important that you have plans prepped for your family, whatever you need. And I don't normally talk like this, guys, but I'm saying this from a level of preparedness, not from fear, not from worry, stating that there is very clear writing on the wall. There is something spooling up right now, and something is very wrong. And everybody that's awake is starting to realize this isn't okay, this isn't normal. You have a five-acre nursery that sells potted, you know, basically potted plants and pots and supplies the entire northeast, southeast, and aquaponic systems over in Kissimmee in Florida that suddenly goes up in flames at 2 a.m. Does anybody else notice, by the way, while I'm on this topic, the chicken farms or the egg farms and the food manufacturing plants? Does anybody notice it's always like 2 to 4 a.m. when these things catch on fire? And people may go, well, Austin, that's because that's when there's no staff there. That's when they've gone home. That's when there's not a lot of people watching and looking what's going on. Well, how do they know that that's when it caught on fire? If nobody was there, hmm? I mean, just suddenly people just, it just everything just starts catching on fire at the dead of the night in the cool night at 2 to 4 a.m., kind of like the same time that law enforcement likes to do no-knock search warrants at 2 to 4 a.m. when people are in deep REM sleep and nobody's really awake or paying attention to the least amount of populace or outside walking around or at work or monitoring these facilities, just speculating, just throwing that out there. You take it what it is, but it's like every single manufacturing plant, every single egg farm that I keep looking up, it suddenly catches a blaze at 2 to 4 a.m. Just thought I'd throw that out there. What do you think, Deb? Well, the reality is if somebody's you know doing some kind of mischief or some type of sabotage, it's easier to do it when there's not a bunch of witnesses. That's the bottom line. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just to hello. I mean, it's just, this isn't a rocket science deal here. I mean, if you've got 500 people working in a pop factory – your whatever the amount of employees they have, and all of a sudden they're all gone and nobody's there. It's a lot easier to sneak in there in the middle of the night if that's what happened. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. But it seems odd to me, like you know, Austin said, that we got all of this stuff happening all over the place, and it's all affecting food production, food supplies, you know, plant production, all the other things. And it's just, you know, going on and on and on. I mean, eggs now are, you know, costing more than a pound of beef in some places. I mean, it's ludicrous. I mean, eggs are so easy to produce unless you're not allowing the chickens to produce eggs, and also there's a shortage and the price goes through the roof. 
That's what these guys always do, isn't it? They, it's all about greed. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. Jesus told us that. If they can charge $10, $12 for a dozen you know, organic eggs, they're all excited. You know, so now they're getting a dollar an egg. You know, make production costs is probably you know, a few cents an egg. So now they're making all this money. It's always about greed. I remember I had a friend of mine had a dealership he worked for, and I remember they were owned by a bunch of money-hungry weirdos. And I remember they went through every single invoice, every single month on every single deal, including looking at all the invoices that were being sold for repairs, and et cetera. And if there was a 25-cent nut, in the back, like a nut and bolt, a nut. They made sure they had their 10, 15, 20% markup on that nut. And they had to have the extra, you know, you know, 20 cents or, you know, the 20 cent nut would have to, you know, make sure it had a two or three or four cent markup on it, make sure everything was right. And they went through it all and highlighted the things they didn't like and told them to fix it. That's the love of money. That's greed. That's avarice. It never, ever ends. And, you know, we've seen it over and over again with manufacturing facilities. They start cutting corners and raising prices and doing this and doing that to maximize profits for the shareholders. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. And it's just sad that these bean counters come in there. They don't think about the service of providing people. They don't think about the quality of the product they're providing people. All they care about is how much money they're making and what the net profits are because they're being run by the same Kazarian international synagogue of Satan, Luciferian bankers that basically – are running the Federal Reserve Bank and own State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. And the thing that they're most concerned about is extracting the last pound of flesh from every single person on the planet. Last week, I talked in detail about how you use plate tectonics to cause earthquakes. I'm going to cover that just for a few seconds here. They, they up-convert energy. They can use HARP. They can do whatever they want to do. They, phase, they put it down around the 10-kilometer depth, and they can trigger an earthquake very, very easily. It's been proven over and over again. It's just simple plate tectonics is all it is. The earthquakes, you know, are evenly should be evenly distributed, not at always ten kilometers. You know, seventy percent of these earthquakes are ten kilometers, and they can done be done with normal electromagnetic waves, okay, at eleven hertz. It can be done by modulation to trigger the earthquakes. And to control of these scalar fields, you can basically do this anywhere you want inside of the earth and cause plate tectonics to shift. And so this person that's saying that they triggered the earthquake, she's probably right. They have that ability. They can by, by triggering earthquakes. Remember, you can also create tidal waves. You can wipe out coastal communities. You can do all kinds of stuff with earthquakes. I mean, it's a it's a huge weapon, and they they've weaponized it. They've weaponized plate tectonics to do that. I mean, this is just old technology, guys. This is this is this is forty fifty years ago stuff, and they've actually dialed it all in. We don't know what happened over there with Fukushima and how that giant plate tectonic shifted at the bottom. Some people say it was a nuke that was detonated at low level in the all water. I don't know. Who knows? We've been dealing with a Fukushima disaster with this, you know, this amount of radiation being released. And now we got the IMF coming in and saying that we're about to have World War III. Explain something to you. They got to do some type of quote unquote war. They have to do that. You cover the death with the COVID shot. They've got to. I know so many people that are sick right now who basically were always healthy, but they took a booster or two boosters or the COVID shot. Now they're staying sick all the time with all types of immune problems. And of course, that, that shot down regulates the immune system. So the body will be forced at that point to produce spike proteins because unless you downregulate the immune system, the body won't produce spike proteins because they're toxic. The body doesn't want spike proteins. And so all of this stuff is being done on purpose again as a mastogenics protocol. They've got to cover it up. They've got to make sure that people don't look back at the COVID shot. They're going to say, oh, we had a massive war. We had a nuclear release. Not necessarily. They could hit you with a specific energy field from all those 5G, 60 towers that basically cause something to activate inside of your system from the shots. And you end up dying. Now they're going to have to justify that by radiation exposure. Hello? 
Just thought I'd mention that. Look at the side effects of radiation exposure and the symptoms associated with it. And so they can do all of this stuff. And if you're really concerned about, you know, radiation leak, which there could be a false flag, you know, dirty bomb release, they could be doing that. But we're not going to go to full-blown nuclear war. I've told you that. Then make sure you stock up on the potassium iodine. You're also supposed to talk about grabbing some of that and grabbing some of the powder, powder and multiple. Get your stuff you need and, and realize that, you know – there's no reason to be scared. It's, it's, you know, fear, fear destroys the ability to think. It, 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 it completely destroys the ability of the Holy Spirit to lead you because you're operating out of fear, not out of love. That's why the Bible repeatedly says, fear not, fear not, fear not. I mean, every time there was an exposure to an angelic being, the first thing they say is, fear not. Okay? And I guess you probably get pretty scared to see one of those big things running around. They actually morph themselves into a human form or whatever they do, or they change from one dimensional state to another one. But the reality is this. It doesn't make any difference what they do to you. Just remember that. Who by worrying can add a single moment to your life? All they're doing is creating an energy field that's negative, which these parasites, these energy parasites feed off of. They turn us into a giant feeding trough down here. And I've gone, I've gone to multiple, multiple shows talking about what do these entities eat. Scroll back and look at some of the archives. I played these shows around December, around Christmas time this year. What do these entities eat? And just listen to that show if you're a new listener. And so you'll understand why they do what they do. Because the same group that controls the banks, they learned a long time ago that one of the advantages of private ownership of a country's central bank is they got total control of the economies. They can contract the money supply or they can expand the money supply, causing recessions and causing cycles and causing the ability to actually buy stuff at very low prices after the economy collapses and then resell it at higher prices. Again, it's back to that whole greed thing. It, when they can severely contract the money supply and they and all credit while simultaneously raising interest rates, the, the, the bankrupting – it bankrupts thousands of, you know, of independent banks back in the 20s that were basically not linked to the Federal Reserve. Businesses and families, you know, basically are you're struggling now to, to buy certain types of foods and certain types of. I mean, ten dollars a dozen for eggs is nuts. Now they want to create synthetic eggs, you know, and now we find out that the eggs help to reduce the spread of COVID and the replication of COVID in the body. Imagine that. The 1929 collapse, resulting in the Great Depression, was one of the things they did, and they've done it many, many times before 29. You know, when they took over the Federal Reserve, and afterwards. That's what they do, and I want to share this with you real quick. In the beginning of the 30s, this Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan group, they just really had released the bitter recession. Okay, Morgan Montau Norman, the head of the Rothschild-owned bank in England, he had a meeting with the Rothschild-owned Fed and with the U.S. Bankers Association, and shortly thereafter, the entire world economy collapsed. Senator Robert Owen, co-authored of the Federal Reserve Act, testified before the congressional meeting that the bank he owned received a notice from the National Bankers Association that stated, quote, you will at once retire one-third of your circulation and call in one-half of your loans. And that is how the Rothschilds and these Kabbalist Luciferian central bankers create recessions, an instant reduction of 35% or more of the nation's money supply and a 50% reduction in total credit. The inevitable result is bankruptcy of thousands of corporations and banks back in the 20s, which they're doing it again now, an enormous plunge in stock market values. They're holding that up with State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock through circular ownership and the corporate assets of every description, which are now being available for pennies on the dollar. In fact, you could read the book, Let's Have a Financial Crisis. First, we need to have a central bank. You can, you can read that book. You can also look at different things, uh, The Richest Man of the World, Part 8, Recessions and Depressions. But not only does the Great Depression require much advanced planning due to the execution of what they had to do, but the activities during the recession were also dawning. One source states that over 1,100 banks failed in the United States during the 30s, while other sources claim several thousand banks failed. The reality is 
the banks that failed were not Rothschild-owned banks and couldn't continue to reproduce more and more money. Now, the reality is this. This is what they continue to do as far as the number of banks. So they collapse and bring them into the Rothschild banking cartel, synagogue of Satan, Federal Reserve System. And when you understand that this Kabbalist Luciferian group and the city of London had access to all of the banking information held by the Federal Reserve Bank, you know, as well as similar access information to all the U.S. Bankers Association, they'd be privy to the enormous amount of confidential information of each bank. However, buying up the cream of those failed banks is not something they do with three or four people. The planning and execution would involve a large number of agents, even considering that J.P. Morgan, and we know, was local and definitely a Rothschild agent. So all of this stuff that you see what happened you know, in the, in the 20s and the 30s was all orchestrated. All of it is just it's designed. Yeah, that's Keynesian economics in the same way. They want a 6 to 7% inflation rate per year, increasing the monetary system and the amount of money in supply in order to continue to have enough money in circulation to continue to allow the economies to grow. Well, the reason they have to do that is because the debt load becomes so heavy after a certain amount of years that the federal debt owed to these international banking cartels is so extreme. Now it's into the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that they have to increase the money supply to pay the debt. If they contract the money supply, they can't pay the debt. You know, you know, Bill Clinton figured this out. You know, Nixon figured this out. When they finally start to try to balance the budget, then the money that's coming out of the economy going back to the debt to the bankers basically restricts the M1 money supply, lowers it down, which decreases the amount of ability to extend credit. All of this stuff happens over and over again. So now they've got to this Ponzi scheme to such a level now. They know that they're in a mess. They, even the bankers are in a mess. So what they want to do now is go to digital currency. That way they have unlimited amounts of activities they can do to restrict your access to credit or increase the amount of credit you have because it's all digital. That's what the whole thing was about with, with Bitcoin. They were using Bitcoin and these other cryptocurrencies as a model to get the bugs worked out of it so they could figure out how to do it themselves and then get rid of all the other cryptocurrencies and then have the Federal Reserve run cryptocurrencies and do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it and be completely independent of anything and any congressional oversight. There's a reason there's never been an in-depth audit of the Federal Reserve Bank. When they did a partial audit a few years ago, they found that they'd given trillions of dollars away of U.S. money to other banks around the world. And when they asked Bernanke where the money had gone, he goes, well, I don't remember. How do you not remember where you put trillions of dollars? I mean, that's a lot of cash. Can't remember. Can't remember. You know, but i got to give him credit. He wasn't going to perjure himself before Congress. You know, Ron Paul pushed for that audit of the Fed, partial audit. We need to have a full-blown audit of the Federal Reserve Bank to see the extent of their machinations and how badly they've basically hosed over the United States of America. And then we need to render all of the money that we owe them as invalid, let them pay it back to the countries that bought our bonds, et cetera, et cetera, and our T-bills and our Treasury bills, and let the Rothschild banking cartel, which are quadrillionaires, pay all this back to the world's people that had bought the investments in the United States because we're selling our debt. All of this stuff needs to stop. And until we start getting legitimate money back in the United States, it, it's not going to get any better. But once we understand how they do that and how they continue to do it, then it starts making more and more sense of who these people are and why they're saying the things they're saying. Here's the article I just quoted. The IMF says the world needs to prepare for World War III and that billions will die. Well, they've got to find a way to cover up the billions that are going to die from the injections of these kill shots. According to George Venia, humans must be prepared for the unthinkable in a post-COVID-19 world in the light of the ongoing Russian-Ukrainian war. ZeroHedge.com reports Jorvenia made the comments during a world government summit panel hosted by CNBC's Hadley Gamel in Dubai on November the, on December the, excuse me on February the 14th, when she also referenced the recent earthquakes in Turkey and Syria that have killed close to 40,000 people. Asked how difficult this year is going to be, she said the world economy is still in a very difficult place and global growth is slowing down in 2023, but it may be a turning point 
towards inflation and declining in some countries. But here she's saying now that we're about to have a World War III because of what's happening in the Ukraine. And, and, and I asked this a year ago when this stupid thing started in Ukraine. Why in the world is a country the size of Texas, Ukraine, now dictating policy for the entire planet? We've got, we're pushing a trillion dollars now pushed into Ukraine. Of course, it's a giant money laundering scheme is all that whole thing turned into. Yeah, but that's that. Why are we involved with the with the Nazis in Ukraine fighting the Russians in Ukraine? And oh, that's right, we have about twenty you know you know plants over there that do basically all types of research as far as you know bioweapons. That's that's right. We need to cover that up, don't we? And we also need to cover up all the other junk that's going on over there. I spoke to a good friend of mine the other day. He's got he's got boots on the ground over there. He knows people that are there. And these big, huge battles that we keep seeing, uh, he couldn't find anybody who was actually seeing these big battles. Now, some other stuff going on as far as people being dragged out of their houses if they walk outside and being pushed into the military. He's seen that. Friends have seen that. Some of these guys have been hiding in the houses for months not to be, quote, unquote, you know, you know, conscripted or drafted into the military. So there's something going on over there. But what is it? Is, the, is, it, is it wagging the dog again? Is that what we're doing? Are we, are we basically just being brought into another whole mess like we had with the Archduke of Ferdinand, a bunch of lies and all the other stuff that's got us into World War One with Sarajevo and all the rest of that stuff, and then World War Two happening? When, I'm going to stop for one second. I'm going to get upset here in a second. I don't want to do that. Ask yourself a question. A big chunk of Germany was taken away from the Versailles Treaty in World War One. It was done on purpose. About a, about a quarter of the country was actually given away in war reparations. A bunch of Germans got caught behind lines, including in Poland. Okay. Hitler wanted that property back, and he wanted to basically – he had basically invalidated the Versailles Treaty. He wanted parts of Germany back. We had German citizens behind them, and he invaded into Poland in 1939. Now, what the historians don't tell you is this. Poland had a treaty with England that if they were ever attacked, that England would come to their defense. Here's the interesting thing about all of that. If you, you can read all of this stuff in The Bad War by Mike King. You need to read the book. It's a free PDF. I always tell you stuff to read stuff. This is free. Just download it. They say, you don't have to download it. You can, just, you can actually pull it up into your, 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 your cache, and you can read it without even downloading it. The Bad War. I've posted it many times on our show. Germany invades Poland, and Russia invades Poland. They both simultaneously invade Poland together. Russia takes the half of Poland at once. Germany takes the rest of the part of Poland at once, including the stuff that had been Germany before. And suddenly, England declares war on only Germany and doesn't declare on war on Russia. Why is that? Isn't that one of those questions that just daunts you or you weren't aware of? I mean, why is it that we suddenly see a war being declared on Germany by England and not declaring a war on Russia? Just thought I'd mention that to you. Russia was just as complicit in the invasion of Poland as Germany was, but you don't hear about that stuff in the news. And I could just go on and on and on. But read the book and start asking yourself questions because so much of what we've been taught has been a complete and total lie. And so we, we just, and then that, you know, NATO keeps saying the Ukraine needs more ammunition, more ammunition. And remember what Eisenhower said, who I don't like, by the way. I don't like Eisenhower. Beware of the military industrial complex. Remember, he's the one who had the Eisenhower death camps. You can look it up. He basically took millions of German soldiers after World War II, made them enemy combatants and not basically subject to the treaties of, you know, of, 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 of basically the, you know, what was going on as far as what you could and couldn't do to prisoners. I kept them locked up behind barbed wire and starved them to death. And they were told, don't feed the little children that are begging for money, begging, begging for food, because that could be the next Adolf Hitler. Told the uh, people in Germany that the citizens don't feed the little children that are starving to death if you're a GI or you're a soldier over there. I mean, sick stuff. I mean, what was it, 15 million Germans starved to death after World War II? I mean, it was horrible in Germany for almost a decade. 
you know, my mom escaped from there in 1952. My dad basically got her out and because he was an American citizen. He married her, and she told me stories about how bad it was. And we don't hear any of that stuff either, do we? We don't hear any of this stuff when we start reading the research as far as what happened as far as World War II and the aftermath of World War II. So just be very, very careful about you know, who you believe and what you read and make sure you look at both sides of the argument. Because remember that quote that I quote all of the time? That basically says that you know you have to have the ability to look at two to have true intelligence. You have to look at both sides of the argument, and, and it's still true, isn't it? You have to have the ability to look at by that that, that that quote by Scott Fitzgerald. You have to be able to look at both sides of an argument. If you have true intelligence and figure out which side you're on, and look at it from both people's perspectives. Look at World War II the same way. Look at World War One the same way. Don't just read the books they give you in the history in the, in the, in the history of schools, which is so watered down. It's ridiculous. By the way, schools are now indoctrinating children and believing they're in the wrong body. Uh, this is nuts, but I'm going to read this anyhow. The U.S. This is Paul, Paul Craig Roberts. The U.S. Department of Education has an assistant secretary for civil rights, Catherine Lamont, who is busy at work making sure parents don't have any rights and are unable to get in the way of her personal agenda of transgendering children. She's pushing the new Title IX rules that facilitate school boards to encourage gender transitions without awareness of the consent from parents. I'm going to repeat that sentence because it's, it needs repeating. This basically assistant secretary for civil rights is pushing new Title IX rules that are facilitating school boards to encourage gender transitions without the awareness or consent from parents. In other words, she's using the U.S. government to impose her personal beliefs on you and your kids. Have you ever wondered about the transgender craze that is suddenly upon us? You know, he goes on to say, I went through K through 12, four years of graduate university, four years of graduate school, and he never heard the issue mentioned. I never knew or heard of anyone who thought that they were of the opposite sex or who knew a man who wanted to be a woman or a woman who wanted to be a man. As a kid, I knew a couple of girls known as tomboys who liked to climb trees and would go off the high dive, but that was about the end of it. That's exactly how I feel. But this gender transition is happening again, and I've told you this repeatedly because of their belief in who God is that he's a transgender. You know, Britain's Tavistock Center for Transgendering has been ordered closed, and the other European countries have re reined in aggressive sex change practices. Parents are beginning to bring lawsuits about the damage done to their children behind their backs. But transgender advocates argue that kids have a right to gender privacy from parents who would be supported, wouldn't be supportive of their kids transgendering. So in other words, if little Johnny says to you, he's six years old, I want to be a little girl, you as a parent should say to him, little Johnny, you're a boy. You need to wear your boy's clothes. These ridiculous thoughts will pass. You're being silly. That's not going to happen. You're a boy. Oh, I can't say that. You can't say that. And before long, you watch. They'll be putting these little bitty kids and giving them transgender surgery when they're under the age of 10 because the little kids want that, though they can't make that decision for themselves. I remember years ago I watched a video. I, was on, I think it was on 60 Minutes. I can't remember where it was. And it was about a young man who basically during birth – and during his circumcision, the doctor had made a mistake and basically removed his, well, his, his, his penis by accident. And so the, the doctor is basically in his wisdom decided he told his parents, well, that's not a big deal. We'll just make him a little girl. And they did. But, I mean, it's a little, just a little baby. And they did this to this kid. Well, the little kid wanted to play with trucks and, you know, wanted to go shoot guns. And, you know, he didn't want to wear dresses. And finally, he's 16, 17, 18 years old. And he finds out what they did to him. that He's really a boy. And now he looks like a girl. He had, and he was livid. He couldn't believe this has happened to him because it had ruined his entire life. Why would we do this to little children? It would be better for a millstone to be tied around these doctors' necks that are going to do stuff like that and be thrown into the deepest part of the sea that hurt these little ones. And I see that over and over and over again. Mainstream medicine is not what you think it is anymore, guys. 
is completely controlled by money and greed, period. You know, there are a few doctors in that mess that aren't like that. But the mainstream of it, over 90% of it, that's all they care about, making sure they have the proper insurance code and all the other things they have to make sure they get compensated on and on and on and on. Be very careful when you decide to do elective procedures and make sure you get two or three people telling you the same thing before you do it. And make sure you don't tell the people what the other people said so they can collaborate with each other. Get an independent prognosis from each individual doctor you go to without telling them what other people have thought because maybe you'll find somebody who'll find a natural treatment protocol that can help you without having to do all kinds of surgery or all kinds of other horrible drugs. Just think through all of that. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, for he is the Alpha and he is the Omega and he's the beginning and he's the end. And he's our God. Always remember that. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Wow, you're absolutely right. And I mean, this is why I repeatedly say almost every single day on this show, it is so important to monitor and find out what our children are learning, what they're being taught, what they're being exposed to on a regular basis. I mean, the fact that you have school board members like this, like Dad just brought up, that are actively, actively trying to confuse these children with perversion to try to gratify their own pedophile desires, in my opinion. There is no normality to adults that want to talk about this at all. I had a conversation at the post office the other day with an employee that was there, and he started. we started laughing about it, and we brought it up like a joke, and he was the same page as I was. And he goes, why in the world is it suddenly being normal for grown adults to talk about sexual orientation and sexual behavior and sexual identity and sexual engagements with single-digit age children? And I said, it's not. It never has been. I said this is all designed to be a perverted agenda being made to look as a normality under the guise of if you say anything against this, you're a transphobic, homophobic, you know, anti-Semitic, racist bigot if you don't agree with us talking to your children about all this sexual perversion. Anybody else notice, like Dad just said, none of us, not even my generation – ever heard about any of this we never heard about tranny ideology and all this stupid sick stuff they keep bringing up and see we're all grown adults we all know better than this stuff these children don't my friends there's a reason why this new survey came out from the cdc of all places and said they surveyed there's an enormous amount of high school girls in the united states and 30 percent had seriously considered attempting suicide in 2021 30%. Guys, what in the world are we doing in this country right now? Is this supposed to be normal numbers? Almost a third of these girls they surveyed seriously contemplated suicide? This isn't okay. They also found that almost 60% of high school girls surveyed said they felt persistent sadness and hopelessness in 2021. One of these things was what happened with COVID. I told you guys that, especially in these unbelievable liberal hellhole schools where they were treating these children literally worse than prisoners in some cases, taping masks on their face if their, if their mask fell below their nose, which they did in multiple occasions. One of the cases that got national attention was over in Nevada, taping masks on their face because they would pull it down below their nose so they could actually have some fresh air and not breathe through a giant, wet, nasty, bacteria-infested cloth. Forbids children actually breathe fresh air. 
the photos we saw of grown adults that had gotten their vaccine because they were good little social justice morons while the children below them walking around them and standing around them had masks on their face. Just pure and utter perversion is what it was. Yet we're seeing these numbers now are coming in at horrific levels. Another one of these things is caused by social media in these young children where they're having this constant idea that they're not good enough for anything because they're constantly comparing to all these unbelievably doctored, edited model photos on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook all the time. There's nothing real. Twitter isn't a real place. Instagram is not a real place. It's a made-up social world. That's all it is. You've got to understand that. The problem is these young children, when they're in these single-digit ages, when they're in these prepubescent, they start going into puberty in their teenage worlds, they don't fully grasp that because a lot of these kids have grown up now in a social media world where a lot of them actually feel more like they belong somewhere in social media than they do in the real world because it's been so perverted and manipulated in their head through this psychological awe. That's why it's so important to make sure, you know, especially if these kids do get into it, make sure there's time limits on stuff. Make sure that you have restrictions on video games, especially for these boys. Don't let them sit in a video game in this this fantasy world for six, seven, eight, nine hours a night. So I talked to you, I told you guys I had a friend of mine that's had horrible grades with their 16-year-old son. It come to find out, you know, he had a new PlayStation. He'd gotten new ones. He's a big gamer. He was staying up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning every single night playing video games. His door closed. Parents didn't pay attention. They go to bed at 9 o'clock. He'd sit in his room for 5, 6, 7 hours all night. And all of a sudden, it's time to get up for school at 6, 37. He's exhausted. Can't focus at school. Completely tired all the time. Well, yeah. You can't be 16 years old and sleep 3 hours a night and expect to have any type of functional grades or energy or cognitive functioning. It doesn't work because they're all wrapped up in these video games. This is why it is so important. And another thing you're seeing that are producing these numbers is 30% of young girls seriously contemplated suicide. That just, ah, that grieves me. Another one of it is, is this transgender ideology? Because women especially are being completely and totally marginalized for who they are. It's no longer being a woman, having traits that are feminine, being a female, being able to do certain things. The whole point of women and men is that they have different skill sets that they're better at than others. Grown men, no matter what they try to feed you in every aspect of the medium, perverted school system, grown men cannot have children. This concept, for some odd reason, is beginning to elude the general population. Somehow, randomly, after thousands and thousands of years, this concept is now being thrown out the door. I really don't understand it. But so these girls now are being so marginalized, and you've got these girls like professional swimming team. They're, they're working their entire high school, their entire life. Their careers are built on trying to be a professional swimmer, and all of a sudden they go to the National Swimming League. They go to the competition, and all of a sudden they go in, and this grown six-foot-four man who is an abject failure in the men's field of swimming, failure, plays like 500 nationally which is a failure if you're trying to do anything professionally comes in and goes i am now a female i do not notice anything different about me than you do not notice what i'm wearing or what i have on me i am now a female i am competing against you and i told everybody this i said the only way this is going to stop is these girls are really going to have to knuckle down and stick up for who they are and how god made them the real females 
when you have a competition like this and you have a completely and totally mentally unstable grown man who wants to pretend he's a female, when they ring off with the shot for everybody to jump off the swimming block, the entire swimming teams, all the females need to be in agreement that nobody's jumping off the block. This grown man can go swim in the pool by himself and pretend he's in this great league by himself. And when he gets done, he can get his participation trophy by himself. And then he can go back and sit in the corner like a clown by himself and the real females can compete. Period. And I say that encouragingly that this has to change because this right here, what you're seeing isn't going away. They're pushing it more and more and more and they're trying to make it normal because they want Everybody to have every thought is evil, perverted, or twisted all the time. Just a fact. Also, to in other news, this is interesting and something for everybody to be aware of. Vast majority of grocery stores are launching apps uniting pharmacy, nutrition, and telehealth together. This is a serious problem why I've told people to stay away from a lot of these apps as much as possible. Keep them turned off if you have them, but in most cases, don't download them. There's no reason to have them. Big food is making its move into the digital health space now as grocery store chain Albertsons has announced the rollout of its Sincerely Health platform along with a new app where customers can collect data about their food, wearables, integrate prescriptions, design their diet, exercise, make telehealth, and vaccination appointments. Albertsons, which includes other mega grocery chains such as Safeway, Vons, Shaw's, Jura, Oak, Okay, ACME, Tom Thung, among others, it is currently making a merger with Kroger, another mega grocery chain, which would give them in total Albertsons 36% control over the entire grocery supermarket business in the United States. 36%, my friends. Do you guys understand what level of control that is with just one owner, just one owner? And this is what we're seeing right now and what they're getting planning and what they're planning to do. Now, of course, you guys know while I bring this up, I've got to make sure that you see who is the major shareholders. And you have Lubert Alder Management Company, Vanguard, Massachusetts Financial, and BlackRock, not the top major shareholders of Albertson's company. So I just thought I would put that out there and digress. Walmart, which is the largest grocery chain in the United States, is working on an exactly similar platform with Anvili Health, which will give caregivers the same similar platform integrated with Walmart shopping list, pharmacy food, and a host of other things, which the same as Albertsons will be doing. As you guys know as well, Amazon has been on the platform of going in and buying up a giant medical deal with a company that goes in and looks at everything you do with big food. Amazon's Whole Foods is now trying to merge with a one medical deal. The company is called One Medical for a $3.9 billion merger, which will be an entire medical industry digitized and handed over to big tech along with big food and big agro with Amazon, which they're all intertwined. And what this all means and why I'm tying this all together is I'm warning everybody about apps. What they are doing now is they're giving my health rewards, my nutrition awards, and they're going in and they want people to use these apps to get further discounts so it helps reduce their food expenditures. So they go in and say, you've bought this healthy food that's good for the environment. We're giving you X amount of points. Oh, you've got 132,901 healthy points now because you've gone ahead and you've taken your prescription every day and you're up to date on all of your vaccinations. 
what they're going to do is they're going to start increasing the food supply cost, which they're already doing, while giving massive discounts and incentives and rewards to people that get on these app programs. So a lot of people are going to have no other choice than to start inputting all of their data, including this app, which is going to track your location, your where you go, what you eat, what you buy, everything. With these, you give these permission, these apps to do, and then they go in and they sit there and they monitor everything. But what happens when they come in and say, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to purchase this, or this item now is $45 for a dozen eggs because you're not up to date on your health rewards because you haven't been vaccinated. However, if you get your vaccine, we'll give you the reward points, and you know you can get a dozen eggs for only $9.99. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you that right now. You can buy it now for that. What they've done now in numerous places you'll see is they'll do specials right below the item. So they'll have the tag right below the item, and they'll say member price. Seven ninety nine or special rewards price seven ninety nine. Well, then you go to the register to ring it up, and they go items twelve ninety nine. You got them. no, it's not. It's eight ninety nine. I just saw it. Oh no, no, that's the member reward price. You have to sign up for a free digital app right now and give us all your personal information and let us follow you around everywhere you go your entire life, and then we'll give you this special discount. They're already working on it. They've been doing it. So be very, very cautious when you let these apps on your phone. I tell you most of the time, don't let them on your phone, period. Be very cautious if you need your phone all the time. I've told you before, same thing. If you don't need your phone for something specific, throw it in one of the shield cases. Have it so if you need it in an emergency, you can use it. If not, leave it in there. Unless you have somebody trying to get a hold of you, you're working on business. But other than leisure, leave it alone. You don't have to be tracked and monitored everywhere you go. And also, too, make sure any app in general, you have all your permissions turned off all the time unless you're trying to use it for something specifically because I promise you there is nothing friendly about this program they're doing. There's nothing good about this program they're doing. They're doing everything they can to control the narrative to make sure they can control the food, to control the vaccines. I remember specifically when Lana had uh, her health insurance when she was pregnant with those kids. I got her health insurance. I didn't care much about it because I figured out how to work the systems with the hospitals years ago. I've told you guys that. If you've never known anything, ask me about it. When you see me in person, I'll explain it to you. First thing is, is stay healthy. <laughs> Second thing is don't go to the hospital unless you need to and don't go to the doctor unless you need to unless you're doing routine blood work. But you can easily go online and order your own labs and just pay for those out of pocket once a year when you need to get blood work done. You don't have to go for routines and copay and all this other nonsense they try to add in with the health insurance. But Lana had health insurance because I wanted it as an emergency and a backup plan because I had never had kids before. And I remember they specifically had this program. It was a health rewards program that if she gave them access to all of her data that she was doing and filled out these surveys and gave all these questionnaires and went and got updated on her shots, they were going to give us like an extra $80, $90 a month off on our premium. And I remember I looked at all the stuff they wanted and all the information they wanted access to and all the stuff that they were going to continually want to monitor, and I said, absolutely not. I'll just pay the extra money and eat it. I'll just figure out you know, what we need to do to work around it. She was just like, I'm not going to do this. So said, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to give them that information. You're not going to be subjected to following their guidelines so you can get a discount. The same thing the vehicle insurance companies have done now. They go in and ask you if you want to have them be able to track you on your phone and your driving habits, including how fast you go, what you do when you're driving, all types of stuff. Oh, and then we'll decide if we want to give you better rates on your insurance if you're a good driver. 
The answer is no. They're insurance companies. They're going to sell your data, even if they say they're not. They're lying. Secondly, they're not going to use it to give you better rates because they don't want to give you better rates. <laughs> Newsflash on all of that. So continually use wisdom and do research before you start allowing people to personally access your information and data log you and gather stuff on you and then start having the ability to use it against you or allegedly for you and sell the information. Be very cautious on that because that stuff is not a joke. It is getting very aggressive. It is getting very out there in the open. In my personal opinion, they're going to use it continually to try to monitor track and then, of course, oh, by the way, you know this product is going to be off 80%. If you get your vaccine, but if not, you know, you're, we're not going to be able to sell it to you or it's going to be this abnormal price. That's where they're going to go to start controlling the food with the vaccines together. And you can see it right here on this app that they're working now with these new apps with United Pharmacy, Nutrition and Telehealth. So continue to stay strong, my friends. I have a lot of other stuff I want to cover today. I went kind of long on these topics. Tomorrow, I got more stuff we're going to be coming over coming over with me and Ted will be covering, covering stuff. But be sure to stay vigilant and alert and stay up to date on what you need to. This whole thing in Kissimmee, now I'm looking at it with this burning plastic. I'm a black plume now in the air over Kissimmee going everywhere. But, of course, you got to remember – Everybody needs to drive electric because it's suddenly safer and healthier for the entire world. Let's not talk about anything else that's going on. Stay strong. Get the truth out there. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale right now is a standard staple in any household, in my opinion. Keeping you strong and healthy, 15% off. Continue to keep up the strength, my friends. Keep up the faith and speak the truth. Healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.